Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome to Savvy Business: Life Unscripted with your host Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, y'all, Benson. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting: Life Unscripted. I'm so grateful to have you here today. Uh, we're going to be talking about the economy. I know most people's eyes just kind of glaze over when you say economy. No, but this is really important because this affects uh, the money around uh, that we need to live. Uh, if you have a job or you have a business, we all work with money coming in and out and it's part of the economy and it does affect everyone as everyone has been telling me, their groceries, their rent, that everything's gone up, mortgages. And so people are concerned, but they're not really certain what's going on. You wrote a wonderful book called The Big Solution, Deactivating the Ticking Time Bomb of Today's Economy. Yeah. And as we talked about before the interview, yeah, it's ticking time bomb for sure. But you're going to help people get a handle on what's really going on, what they can do to help themselves in their little area and their world. And also something, a solution called uh, Blue Sky Entrepreneurialism. What is that? So before we get started with that, just share a little bit about your background with our audience. Well, um, I have an engineering background. Um, I uh, lived about 10 years in Denmark. I don't know how far back you go. I want to go, but so I do speak Danish, um, uh, have a European, um, uh, you know, uh, hip, hip, uh, family, um, uh, started writing books, um, because I, basically I had an idea, but, uh, the, the, what I work on is, um, uh, ideas, uh, inventions and, um, as an engineer, I, I kind of I've kind of learned that um, you know how things work, and uh, what I try to do when I have an idea is you know turn it into a product and bring it to market. But one of the concepts I had was more about how our economic system works, and I realized that uh, it doesn't work very very well, and it actually makes no sense. And all of a sudden, the the, the kinds of problems that we're seeing uh, society having, the whole globe, the whole world having is really tied to how our economy works and 
it just it just becomes very obvious when you uh, think about it that there is a much better way and and the way society is right now is is suboptimal there is actually a way to optimize our society for people for living uh for for the planet for sustainability uh and uh you know we have to start talking about this um most people realize that the way the banking system the finance system works is not sustainable but what hasn't been introduced is what does the new system look like? Uh, where are we going from here? What do we need to do? And, and that's what I, I do in this book. I, I put, put out the rules uh, uh, and how the system works, what went wrong in our history and how we got here. And also uh, to your point, this isn't really about economics. This is about how our society works, how we got into trouble. And now what to, now after explaining to the reader how our society works. And I try to explain it in an entertaining way, non-economic way, not boring. And then say, look at the exciting future that's possible. If we apply engineering techniques to our economic system, we can get the same amazing results that engineers get with the iPhone or the, the Tesla cars or how, they bri- they, you know, how they're building bridges across massive spans. All of these hap- things happening that are wonderful in society is happening because of engineering. If we can apply engineering techniques to our economic system, we are gonna get amazing results. Now, y'all, can I ask you something? Because I'm thinking what's happened, we're on a hamster wheel. And we've been on this system for quite some time. We talked just before the interview that we've kind of got used to a debt-based system where everything's borrowed, whether you realize it or not. Every time I, I talk to most of my friends, most of them aren't living on just an income. Most of them, even if they're a business, are often living on some sort of borrowed money. And and it just keeps going. And I think what frightens people is the idea of change, that you know, if we change, it doesn't work, it could be worse. And, and I think what you're saying here is if we break it down, like you do, you know, engineering, and you go at it at a different way, we'll get off this hamster wheel, we won't be on this borrowing hamster wheel. Well, uh, yeah, I, I call it a rat race, right? We are, are literally uh, from generate one generation to the next, you will notice that the, the rat race gets harder, the hamster wheel has to go faster and faster. Uh, generation, uh, the millennials right now are more in debt, working harder, have a higher education. They're smarter than ever before. They're more familiar with technology than any generation before it. And yet they're having more trouble. If you don't see how that is just fundamentally wrong and makes no sense, mm-hmm. right? Then you, you know, you're, you're oblivious, obviously. It doesn't make sense for a society to advance technologically, but to for people's lives to get harder, right? Fewer people are having babies because they can't afford it, mm-hmm. even though they have they're more educated, smarter than any generation before them. It doesn't make any sense. And that's what I'm trying to explain here. It's our economic system. It's not millennials' fault. Yeah. It's not their fault. Uh, can I ask so, you, can he, you know what I just realized? I remember my sociology teacher, and this was a couple of years back, but he had said that things have changed in that he said some things that we have that are mandatory in our society now that weren't mandatory in our parents or our grandparents' lives, like say a cell phone, a personal computer. In order to operate today, you actually need those things. And they're not cheap. 
Yeah, and, and most people need cars or some yeah. form of, uh, of transportation. Mm -hmm. uh, there are a lot of needs uh, in order to make ends meet. Uh, uh, and I mean, also the standard of living is higher. I mean, uh, but, but, the, but what we're really talking about is the cost of living today is enormous compared to uh, generations before it and what happened this is part of the system right so if you have a debt-driven system people need to borrow money to get uh, uh, the economy going right uh, mm -hmm. so in order to get more money into the economy you have to be able to borrow more money which means mm -hmm. asset prices have to come up so you can borrow against those assets what assets are we talking about real estate mm -hmm. so now we realize in this conversation anyway, that the price of the American dream of the house property that you buy going up in value is actually not your dream. It's actually the banker's dream because they get to issue bigger and bigger mortgages where they make more and more money, right? So that people can live the American dream where they actually the cost of living has gone up. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can sell your house when you're 60 and you know cash out, but guess what? You still have to live. So you buy another house for what? So you actually have to downgrade your life in order to buy a cheaper house. It's actually not an American dream at all, right? Yeah. It is a banker's dream where you live in a world where you every year after year after year, people borrow more and more money. Great for the banking system, but great yeah. for banks. But what about the people who are on a hamster wheel? It goes faster and faster and faster. Why are we doing this? Well, I, I try to explain why. Yeah. The banks have basically taken over the world and we are just living in it. Uh, the world is not built for us. It's built for banks. Now, how did we as the rest of society not realize this? Because my parents bought our house, their childhood house for 60 grand in Virginia. Mm -hmm. That same house today is not 60 grand. So how right. did we go from a half a million to 60 grand and what? 35 years. I mean, it's kind of nuts. It's like, what? That is a huge shift. Uh, yes. But, you know, guess what? The If you bought it for 60,000, your, your taxes were probably a couple hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the cost to live in that house is not much. Now, if somebody buys that house, you sell it. Okay. You're cashing out. Good for you. But whoever moves into that house, now they're probably paying at from around $10,000 a year in taxes. That, by the way, has also gone up. Why has property taxes gone up? Well, teachers now are making $100,000 a year, right? So if you're that house is in a school district, bam, there you go. And then the local municipality there, well, those people that are doing what they do they're also making more money because they're the cost of their houses are higher so the cost of living just keeps going up why because the cost of property keep goes up going up but other things as well now can i ask you something when you just mentioned say you're living in, in an area and your property tax goes up because part of that goes to education is this really stemming from a local state and federal government problem is it because the government state and local has become so big that all of these monies and things have to go up just so we can pay for those things? Yeah. I mean, all you've got to do is look at uh, student scores mm -hmm. relative to the, the cost of school. Mm -hmm. uh, and student scores are flat, pretty much. And the cost of these schools are just consistently going up, up, and up. And it's more staff, but not more teachers. Uh, it's, it's, it's nonsense. It's administrative, uh, uh, you know, bureaucracy adding cost to the school system is not 
creating better students. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but in general, what has happened is that instead of the economy evolving to serve people, the government is evolving to uh, take care of people. Now, this is a big mistake. The government can't take care of anything. Uh, and I know this is a sort of a right versus left issue. Mm. But look, it's a massive $5 trillion a year, the mm. biggest employer in the world. Nobody knows what the hell anybody else is doing. It's just too big. Mm. So everything is so in- inefficient. Anything it does, doesn't work. And I, I know this is a left-right thing, but it's just obvious. Just look at the numbers. Uh, how can you have students doing flatlining and costs going up like this and you're justifying it how? You can't. It makes no sense. Why should we continue with it? But this this is a specific issue. And this is part of the problem with getting my message out is that there's all of these political you know, uh, minefields. If I, mm. if I say government is inefficient, then somebody goes, oh, well, he, he's just a right wing nut. Yeah. If, I, if I say, you know, um, uh, homeless people can actually take care of themselves. We don't need the government taking care of them. Then, then, you know, well, that's also a right wing issue. But yeah, uh, but you know, that, I, this, is, this is really a middle of the road thing, though. I, I it's, yeah. especially in my book, I, 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 I you know, I, I quote Bernie Barker. I, 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 I quote, uh, you know, uh, uh, both sides, famous people, and I, tr- I try to explain how this is a humanity problem it's a whole planet problem that we got we got to put a check on no i love that you're going here because you're right so much of life in general about whatever topic has become so right left political political and and many people i don't care what side you decide to follow or whatever basically it's stuff that's kind of programmed to us on tv news whatever this means this that means this. The, instead of realizing that our economy or people being able to be self-sufficient is actually, as you said, a human problem. It's not really a, a, a party problem or political uh, party problem. Now, I, I'm really interested how people can really help themselves because that is awesome. If people can have the tools in order to a- actually make their lives better, that sounds like the best system going forward. Now, is that what that blue sky entrepreneurialism is about? And how can people start today to start making their life and the economy better? Well, let me explain. Uh, well, first of all, blue sky uh, markets is not some, I mean, other people have written about this idea, but what, how they write about it is somebody invents or the first person who invented the cell phone, right? Or the, the, when they invented the internet, all of this new industries and new business types and models uh, were created because of this new thing. And that's the sort of the blue sky market because it's just all of these new uh, amazing things are possible. Uh, but we have to understand that if you're living in a debt driven economy, that means money only comes into the economy from debt. So the blue sky concept is that, well, what if money can get into the economy a different way, right? So one the way the free market works. So in other words, in order to really change the system, but keeping the best part of our system, free market capitalism is the most efficient thing we've known. And mostly it works through exchanges. So if you're eating steak, it's because uh, the cattle was sold on, a, on, on an exchange. Right. If you're e- eating corn, well, corn was bought on an exchange and these exchanges are very efficient. Mm-hmm. The seller and buyers get together 
in large quantities on both sides. And so the price adjusts according to the supply and, and demand. Mm -hmm. It's very, very efficient. Yeah. Um, but the blue sky part comes if you can get money into the economy, into one of these marketplaces. Now, what can you do? This is, this is where inge the engineering is, because now you have multiple ways of inputting into the economy to create the output, the society you want in the economy, but keeping it free market. In other words, you're not having the government trying to figure out how to solve problems. You have entrepreneurs solving problems. So one of the most expensive things that our government is trying to fix mm -hmm. is poverty, homelessness, and the just billions and billions billions and billions of debt are created from the, not just billions, trillions of dollars, right? Uh, in San Francisco, the cost of one homeless person per year is $25,000. So if they've got 60,000 homeless people, do the math, those are big numbers. New York City, Atlanta, Miami, all of these big cities have massive numbers of homeless people. It adds up, right? Mm -hmm. On top of that, you've got the federal government with these safety nets costing about $4 trillion a year, 25% of our economy. If, if you look at the whole uh, federal government, it's, 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 it's not only that it, they're, 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 they're employing for, for about a quarter of our economy, but people are employed because of those employees. So you can, you're talking about a very large percentage of what we're supposed to be a small government economy. We're actually having the vast, almost the majority of, of work is caused by the government. Uh, that's not very efficient. Uh, so, so one, one example of a blue sky market, now that I've kind of explained yeah. the principle a little bit, is you really want to address poverty. You want to address these safety nets. You want entrepreneurs to start solving these problems. Mm -hmm. So one simple little thing that allows people to take care of themselves instead of the um, government taking care of people. And, and this is just a very scary concept. If you really think about it, mm -hmm. why is the government taking care of people? But that's just a deal we made mm -hmm. about a hundred years ago. Anyway, um, so poverty, homelessness is really caused, not because people can't go buy food, not because people can't you know, figure out how to get shelter, mm -hmm. right? The, the problem is that money that's being borrowed isn't getting to these people who are unemployed and homeless. Why isn't it getting to that? Well, because society keeps evolving. You need, you used to need, you didn't even need a high school degree to make a great life. Now, mm -hmm. bachelor's degree is like, mm, not that good. You better get a master's degree. How about a PhD just to make sure? I mean, a lot of people make that thought process. It's like, well, I want to have a pretty good life, so I better get a PhD. And mm -hmm. it's it's really ridiculous. Why, why? And even then, even with all of these master's degrees and PhDs and doctors and lawyers, the problem is there's too many of them, right? So they wind up getting their salaries compressed. Uh, I called PhDs a dime a dozen, you know, it's, it's it, because there's so many of them. And, yeah. and, and, and a lot of them, uh, you can't really fit into a, uh, a position because their degree has nothing to do with actually work, working, you know, mm -hmm. uh, so now here's the so blue sky market uh, into well so one way to get a bottom up economy instead of a uh, debt driven economy top down okay. is to just do put a little bit of money in everybody's pocket every day 
right? If you can do that, if everybody has a little bit of money to take care of themselves, right? Well, they can get the food. Mm -hmm. And now they can, instead of being forced into a shelter, now they can pick a shelter or they can pick a place to stay overnight. And, and this allows a whole lot of things to change because. Yeah. Now, what a, I'm, why I have to stop you that I don't, we're coming close to the end five minutes from now. And um, I really want to hit on how, what it would look like if business owners, entrepreneurs were actually coming into this system, this new system, what would it look like? Are, are all businesses agreeing to contribute 10% of their earnings towards the pool that helps everyone? What does that look like? Okay. So, yeah. So you have to understand how the, the, our financial system works, how our banking system works, how people borrow money. Okay. Mentally, uh, banks can have reserves, which is just basically, you know, a, a money sitting there and they can borrow from that. But in general, in, in banks have to borrow from the federal reserve uh, and then they can borrow it to their customer or lend it to their customers. Right. Mm -hmm. But when, when the fed actually, lends it to the uh, banks, they are, they are actually printing it, they're creating it. Mm -hmm. And when they, when the payments come back, they destroy it. So it's kind of like, mm. and, and so this is done every day. So to, in order to get trillions of dollars uh, into the economy, uh, they, they literally build, are, are lending out trillions of dollars uh, on, a, on a daily base to banks to then lend out. So when, if, if borrowing stops, the money supply in the economy starts collapsing, right? And it starts collapsing. All of a sudden, it gets more difficult to get a dollar. And this is why you lose jobs. Mm -hmm. uh, but this is also how they control inflation. Yeah. So what I mean by a new way of money getting into the economy is that instead of the Federal Reserve only lending money to banks, now we're saying that a small amount of money, uh, in this case, goes into the pockets of every citizen so that every citizen does can feed themselves, house themselves, and maybe to a degree, close themselves and so on. But anyway, it's a very small amount of money. It's a minimum amount of money. And what that allows the, uh, what allows to happen is that cities no longer have to, uh, you know, if, if, if somebody's on the street at night sleeping there, there's no excuse. The person has money. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, either they're mentally, you know, in other words, you can treat people differently if they can take care of themselves. So today, who's, giving, who's giving them the money? Is it coming from the government, but a smaller amount for everyone? Or is it coming from businesses? Where is that coming from, the small amount of money that every citizen would get? It's coming directly from the Federal Reserve. It is Federal literally money that is created for this purpose of uh -huh. creating a bottom-up economy so that everybody can take care of themselves. And, and the impact of just this very small amount of money is massive because e economists, or not economists, <laughs> uh, entrepreneurs mm -hmm. can now say, well, wait a minute, if every single homeless person has, you know, five or six dollars, all right, so if I can provide food for two or three dollars a day, if I can provide shelter for this person or a place to live for a couple of dollars a day, then I can, that's, that's income for me, right? Mm -hmm. And I can turn that into profits and I can turn that into a business. So in other words, this is, you know, great news for people who want to start a business. You can now mm -hmm. start a business taking care of people. And it works very differently than anything that's done before because a hotel is obviously trying to serve to the, mm -hmm. um, to the wealthiest of customers because they can pay the most for the, the, for the rooms. And that's exactly how we wind up in a situation where, 
you have to pay more and more for housing and more and more for hotel rooms and everything else because they're constantly building houses for the wealthy and uh, you know renting rooms and hotels for the wealthy. Nobody wants to build anything from the bottom. And when the government gets involved and they build these you know projects, low income housing, it's a disaster, right? Yeah. Because didn't we hear well, something in California that they were building a bathroom that was going to be like one point seven million? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, seriously, a bathroom, dude. But now that sounds great, but I don't know how we could possibly get the Federal Reserve to listen to us because they kind of work for the world banks and they do lend out money in droves, but to usually bankers and people who aren't serving, how will we get them to change their mind? Change their mind? Well, it, it's true. I mean, that's certainly, um, you know, my frustration, but uh, uh, I, you, you can only explain the concept, uh, I think, if the, if people read the book and understand the price, the suboptimal lives society that we're living in, and the price we're paying for for them to, you know, be in a situation where they always get bailed out. They're the most important thing in society, right? Banks come before people. We've seen this time and time again that they yeah. get bailed out, but people get thrown out of their homes. Yeah. If, if, well, this is what I'm getting at. This is the heart of it that the banks are the most important thing in our society. We literally work so that banks can keep existing. Mm -mm. That's not how society is supposed to work. Mm -hmm. Society is supposed to be creating the best lives for people and banks. I don't really care about, but we, they certainly can have a function. But if banks are costing us, we're literally. Uh, you know, if, if you consider uh, climate change to be serious, mm -hmm. right, that's certainly a threat, you know, plastic pollution, poverty. Um, Can just I ask you a quick question, Yell? Yeah. If we were, because I, I, I see the Federal Reserve kind of in bed with, with all the banks and they're like, they love this little cozy agreement they have together where we're on the bottom. But is there a way to eliminate the Federal Reserve completely out of the system and having it somehow go to the people so that they're cut out and then hence the banks get cut out? Um, well, you, you, you do need to have some kind of uh, control over the money supply. Mm -hmm. uh, and I propose, uh, you know, a new way of controlling money supply that, okay. that allows a, a, an optimization of, of by, through engineering principles of society. Mm -hmm. So you still need to have a disconnect. You can't just say, I mean, this is the problem with uh, the government being able to borrow infinite amount of money. They just spend. Uh, and yeah. they're just basically, as long as they increase the, the debt limit, they keep spending. The blank uh, check. Yeah. But, the, you know, there's still a price. The cost of living still goes up because if half of the work we do is government work, right? Mm -hmm. Imagine what we could do if, 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 that work was actually used to make our lives better, yeah. right? You, but the, the whole thing is about efficiency as well, right? The government's yeah. just doing all of this work inefficiently, yeah. right? Well, I so have to we, stop you there. We're coming to an end. I don't want us to get cut off without you leaving everyone, your website, how they can get a copy of your book, The Big Solution, Deactivating the Ticking Time Bomb of Today's Economy. How can they do that? Well, it's available on Amazon. Uh, and uh, my website is uh, my name, Jarl Jensen, uh, uh, and um, it's also available in some stores, uh, but not everywhere. Um, and uh, they can also follow me on uh, Twitter. And, uh, you know, uh, we, we really need to get this understanding out there that there's a way of engineering our economy 
our society to get rid of all our troubles and actually mm-hmm. optimize it for people and not yeah. banks. Awesome. Well, I, I everyone, I, I think it behooves us all to really get educated on this topic because it's not going to fix itself. I know often we like to put our heads in the sand and think it'll just get better maybe tomorrow. Maybe things will clear up. I don't think so. It looks like it's not clearing up. It's getting worse and worse. But I thank you so much for writing this book, coming today to share your great wisdom on the big solution and what we can do to fix the economy. Thank you so much, Yarl, for coming to Savvy Broadcasting. Thanks for having me. And uh, if you need me back, want me back, I'll be back. Let me know. You betcha. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.